ladies and gentlemen, the Gulag Archipelago in Russia was Stalin's personal penal system, 1934 to 1953, where more than two million people died from hunger and exhaustion. Hundreds of prisons were strung out across the vast emptiness of Russia. The novelist Alexander Solzhenitsyn perceived an archipelago not of islands, but of hell holes. Together these prisons comprised a separate existence cut off from everything desirable or normal. Everyone was cold, hungry, frightened. It was a horrific world defined by a lack of basic necessities. The K-12 Gulag in the U.S. is softer, more mental. It is a world defined by a lack of basic skills. In both cases, prisoners are operating at a low level, one that borders on less than human. The prisoners can go home each day from the K-12 Gulag, but they can't escape the incoherence of their instruction. Many American students can read only in a fumbling, struggling way. Simple arithmetic is difficult for them. They don't know much basic knowledge, such as where they are on a map. They don't learn much. High school grads often have only a middle school education. Soon enough, they are adults. Many never read a book in their whole life. If they did, it would be hard work. Adults who can read for pleasure are more and more rare. Knowledge is the first casualty. Then the K-12 Gulag goes to work on your character. The message is, don't bother doing things properly, don't try hard, give up. The public schools in the U.S. specialize in cognitive disorientation. Nothing is studied to mastery and topics change every few days. You are not encouraged to concentrate on anything in particular. Finally, you lose that essential skill, focus. You are restless but without ambition. You can't put three sentences together to make a coherent paragraph. You can't think critically or independently because you are trained to practice cooperative learning where you are always part of a group. You've been undereducated and non-educated. The dean in Animal House says that, quote, Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, close quote. Neither is dazed and mindless. K-12 students are told that they are now college ready and career ready. They are neither. Any good college would tell each student they need remediation in everything. Do they know that something is missing? Perhaps, if they meet a well-educated person, they might wonder vaguely what that feels like. But with people like themselves, why would they be reminded of anything else? Contrary to propaganda, we had excellent public schools 100 years ago. Now all the proven theories and methods, valued a century ago and still good today around the world, have been ignored and trashed. There is no physical pain in the K-12 Gulag, no hunger. It is defined by absence and emptiness, by things you can't do and thoughts you cannot have. Now we have to ask the big question. Why do our professional educators want to dumb down the children? 
Why does the public let them get away with it? When will America start fighting back? In closing, many pundits talk about descending into the rabbit hole. It's easy in the case of the K-12 Gulag. Who has the power and the motives for wanting Americans dumbed down? Overview. Let's fix education explores seven of my favorite themes. First, this podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. Three, nothing much changes decade to decade. The big questions of the 1930s were the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education, but the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. The result is that we have a standoff, and that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. Four, the big brains in education keep telling students, don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, comma, the great guitarist, is much smarter. He said, the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Five, Lenin's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big. If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. Six, if we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of sub-educated students from K right through college. Seven, analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this. Finally, P.S. My book, Saving K-12, runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. And I have hundreds of articles on the Internet. Enter a topic in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.